welcome to season two of the Dear Fellow Black Single Mom podcast. I am your host, Cass, and I'm so excited to have you guys back for another season. I've got so many stories and things that I want to talk about in season two. And as you know, or may not know, um, this podcast is really me just sharing my journey as a black single mom and sharing just some of the highs and the lows of the journey of course i'm still thankfully on this journey and there's just so much that i can't wait to share with you all but really i hope that my story is encouraging because i know that some parts of this journey is not easy and it's nice to know that you're not the only one i know it's always encouraging for me to know that i'm not the only one so For season two, I'm going to be talking about what happened in 2019 of my life and also specifically focusing on, you know, black single motherhood, but all the other things that come with being a black single mom and um, what was going on in my life. And of course, a lot of things have changed since then, so I can't wait to share those updates with you as we continue on with the podcast. But my hope is that in the future, I will be able to bring on other fellow Black single moms to share their stories. So if you're possibly interested in that, please let me know. DM me at Dear Fellow Black Single Mom on Instagram or shoot me an email at dearfellowblacksinglemom at gmail.com. And without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. So I'm picking up at January 2019. And I had come into the new year knowing that I was going to have to resign from my job. And back in November, I was supposed to end my maternity leave, but I had no job offer and I really didn't want to go back. I felt like I needed more time and thankfully my job at the time was okay with extending my maternity leave to like the first week of January, but that week came really fast. And I was like, oh shoot, now I have to actually resign. And I was really, really nervous about it. I think partially because it meant that I had no fallback, that now I was really going to be jobless. And being a single mom, having a, at the time, four month old that I have to take care of, it was a stressful reality. But I also knew that My job at that time was just not going to work for my life and the lifestyle that I was trying to build. And honestly, you know, the rates that daycare charges these days, it's as much as a mortgage. And I knew that back then. So I was like, when I sat down to do the numbers, I was like, I'm not going to be able to afford daycare anyways. You know, I'm going to have to pay to park my car in the city, transportation, plus formula, plus all the other bills that I have. I was just like, my job, keeping this job just didn't make sense. Um, Financially, it didn't make sense. And also mentally and emotionally, because like I had mentioned in the other episode where I talked about my job hunting journey, like my job was a toxic job. Uh, There were a lot of microaggressions and just things that I had to deal with because I was a black woman and I was one of, I was the only one in my department, but one of a few um, at the university that I worked at as a whole. And this university employed like thousands of people and there still wasn't um, a lot of 
black people, period, on campus. So it was a stressful job. It was not a job that I was happy with. And honestly, like I wanted to quit a long time ago, but timing wise, I couldn't. So finally, January 2019 came around and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. And so I let my job know and I don't think they were surprised, (laughs) but I let them know and we made arrangements for me to give my things back and also to get my belongings. But honestly, I think I had like one plant and a couple papers left at my desk because back when I was about to go on maternity leave, I already knew that like I was probably not going to be coming back. So I started to pack up a lot of my stuff and, um, you know, still made it look like I might come back, but I packed most of the things that really mattered to me uh, before I went on maternity leave. So it was whatever. Um, But I felt relieved, even though I was like, oh, shoot, I don't have a job. I felt relieved that I finally did it and that it was over and done with. Like I didn't have to go back to this place that I was so miserable in and that now I could potentially find a job that would be a better fit for me and my son and the life that I'm trying to build for us. So I continued my job hunting journey. I made the decision not to tell my parents that I quit my job, which in retrospect, I still stand by that decision because I don't know about y'all, but I have the type of parents who can be a bit overbearing at times, especially um, my mother. So I didn't want her filling me with doubt, filling me with skepticism, nagging me, pestering me about when I was going to get another job. Like I just didn't want to deal with it. And so I made the decision not to tell her. And It was honestly for the best because I was already stressed and doubtful as it was. So I didn't need somebody else to add on to those feelings. So, but my parents were still kind of like, okay, well, you said you were going to go back to work at the beginning of January. So what I had to do was leave the house at the time that I would normally go to work And I would go to this cafe nearby and I told them that I was on a part-time schedule and that there were going to be two days of the week that I was going to be working from home and then three days of the week that I would be working um, out of the office. And I don't know if they truly believed me, but they went along with it. So I woke up and I would leave my son with my mother and then I would go to the cafe And while I was there, really all I did was apply for jobs and interview. And so it was helpful to have that time because I could have uninterrupted time to job search and interview. So it made it a lot easier, but nobody really knew that this is what I was doing instead of actually going to work. And it was a secret that I kept, like I really didn't tell anybody Um, that this is what I was doing, but I just felt like things were going to work out soon. So I didn't feel like I was going to have to keep up with this lie for too much longer. But we fast forward now to mid-January and there was a job that I started interviewing with 
in November of 2018. And so I finally made it to the final round of interviews. And this was for a remote career coaching position for an online university. And so I was genuinely interested in the position because I was like, oh, I would love to, you know, help students get their resumes and cover letters together and just help them through the job search process because I know how stressful that can be, you know. Um, So I was genuinely excited about this opportunity, but uh, I decided before my interview to research the company just to see what the reviews were from past employers through glassdoors.com. And this is something that I recommend people do if you don't do because it's very, of of course, when you're interviewing, like employers are going to put their, you know, best face forward. So they're not going to tell you all those things that are problematic within their organization that may be a deal breaker for you. So I decided to do some research and... (laughs) I'm thankful that I did, but I was also like, oh, shoot, because all, literally all of the reviews from past employers for this one online university were all horrible. And it was so bad that there was a blog, someone had created a blog about this online university and how bad it was to work there. And they said, you know, the students were great working with the students was great but there were just so many problematic things with the institution itself and the work hours and schedules and lots of things that I was like okay this is not going to work at all for me and I was very thankful that I found this information because now I know like that role definitely wouldn't have worked for me but I still decided to go ahead and do the third interview just because I didn't want to cancel last minute. And so I, a week later, I was actually offered the job and I felt unsettled about the job offer and I asked for more time to decide. I knew that I probably wasn't going to accept the job, especially after I read all of those horrible online reviews, but I was also kind of desperate because I'm like, man, I really would like my job search to be over. Once again, you know, kind of similar to how I was feeling back in December when I got that other job offer. I was like, man, I really want this to be over. I don't want to continue applying. And I also don't want to continue to lie about where I'm really going instead of work. So I prayed about it. And of course, I felt God telling me not to take this job again and I was like are you sure God I've got like two months worth of savings left in my freelance writing and other than that I it's not gonna be enough you know like it's not gonna be enough for me to really make it past these next two months and so a few days pass and I still don't feel any peace about the job offer and ultimately I turn it down and It was a hard decision for me to make because I had nothing really like I didn't have any other possible job offers like this was really the only one that I had at the time but I chose to trust God and knew that he was doing something you know he was doing something behind the scenes that I couldn't yet see but he was doing something and that he had something way better in mind so I had to hold on to that and I had to constantly 
remind myself, but I also, you know, couldn't deny that, like, the reviews for this place were horrible, so I probably wouldn't have lasted very long anyways. So, I continue doing the only thing that I can do at this time, which is applying to jobs, applying for freelance opportunities, and there were three jobs that month that I made it to the final round, but I didn't get an offer. And that was discouraging because a lot of these jobs, especially during that time, and I'm sure now, you know, after COVID and everything, are so competitive that you have like three, four, five interviews and you're talking to multiple people and you're having to do projects and different assignments and, you know, you're putting a lot of time and work preparing for like presentations and all these other things that you're doing and so it's like it's exhausting and to go through that process three separate times for three jobs that I that were remote that I was very hopeful about excited about and to hear no uh, was a big blow um, it was a big blow it was very discouraging and by the end of February like I was not feeling very good about my job prospect, uh, my job outlook. I was also starting to doubt God, like, should I have, you know, rejected that last job offer, especially now after going through this process of three companies and getting to the end only to be told no. And I was just very discouraged and very frustrated with God. And it was, it was a very low point. I remember I broke down and it was just a very low point um, at that time of life, especially with my job search journey. And so I decided that I needed to take a little bit, a little bit of a break and then recoup, you know, come back and go as hard as I can. And so by mid-March, a mini breakthrough did happen. On a whim, I decided to look for virtual administrative assistant roles freelance roles and it was like a random idea that popped into my head that I was like let me just see what happens and I found one that was virtual it was part-time but it seemed like it would be a good fit for me in terms of like having something that's flexible so I can still take care of my son while working from home and also get my foot in the door with in terms of like getting some experience working from home so I interviewed and well I applied and then I got an interview and they sent me a project that I had to do and I had another interview after that and then I got the position and it was a 20 hour a week gig but it was consistent income and it wasn't a whole whole lot of money but it was enough that I could cover like a bill or two plus formula for my son and that would mean that the savings that I had could last me a little bit longer I think I also around this time got like my tax return money so like I was like okay like I have enough money income for like the next probably six months which took a lot of stress off of my shoulders even though it wasn't like I have enough money for you know the next year but at least I have enough money for the next months and I was very hopeful that within those six months I would 
land a full-time opportunity because I was like, I'm not going to stop my job search just because I have this opportunity. Like I felt like I still had to continue applying because ultimately what I wanted was an opportunity that was full-time, that was remote, that had benefits, and that would allow me to make a certain amount of money because I just had other goals, long-term goals that I was keeping in mind that were very important to me, especially like moving out of my parents' house. And I was like, I have to make a certain amount of money in order to be able to support myself and support my son. So this was definitely a temporary opportunity, but I was still very grateful for it because it just allowed me to breathe and allowed me to not be as stressed. And also around this time, the one freelance writing gig that I had ended. So in terms of timing, like it was perfect timing and it just gave me some reassurance that God was doing something and that he had my back and whatever it was that he was doing, um, everything was going to work out in the end. So that is part two of my journey. Thank you all for listening and I'll check you guys out in the next episode. Peace.